Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you so much, as always, for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. The following is the live call-in show for this past Sunday night, July 30th, 2023. It's Mike and Scott taking your calls for the next hour, and we get some great calls. John calls us to share his thoughts on his first ever Disney cruise. He took his family over to Europe on the Disney Dream, and he gives us some thoughts on his seven-night Mediterranean sailing. And we have a nice discussion on if you should take a Mediterranean cruise for your first experience with Disney Cruise Line. We also get a great call from Miss A, we'll call her, so I don't launch your digital assistant in your home or vehicle as you're driving today to discuss a quick trip down to Dollywood and what they do better at regional theme parks and what Disney does better and the differences and similarities there uh, between the two experiences. And Paul calls in with some highlights from his trip just earlier this month down to Walt Disney world, his top three experiences from that great trip. This and much more coming your way on today's show. As always, don't forget our podcast is brought to you by the magic for less travel. The agents are standing by right now at no additional cost to you. Absolutely free service. To help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. And they're always going to get you the best price out there. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's really easy and it supports us each and every day. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast You make all these shows possible, so thank you so much for that. You can support us starting at just $5 a month for all of these shows, and you'll get a bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to support us, we'd sure love to have you. Please come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Well, hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the BOGP Open Line for Sunday night, July 30th, 2023. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and, of course, one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Hope everybody's having a great wrap to the weekend and a great wrap to the month of July. we got one more day as we're recording here live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. And uh, we're going to be taking your calls here for the next hour at 407-413-9395. Again, that's 407, everybody's favorite area code, 413-WDW5. So if you want to talk about anything Disney-related, a mini trip report, news of the week, anything that's on your mind, give us a call. We'd love to talk to you over the next hour. And joining me tonight to have that conversation on international best friends day it's my woody to the to the uh buzz here he's my buddy scotty g what's up scott happy international best buds or whatever that was right. that day i did I not know it that was, it's got to be true today. it was on twitter you know i, I guess we should, we should have met halfway you know I we know. should have met somewhere in like maybe like chicago or somewhere you're you're phil mickelson in today on the <laughs> championship course yeah yeah i played a private country club today so that was awesome um i'll tell you like after we're like done signing off here, like it's going to be eight o'clock my time. And I'm like, man, where did the weekend go? Like, I don't want it to end because like I need to rest up because I am exhausted. I did like a 15 hour day yesterday. Like when left my house, drove three hours North, went to the beach, was at the beach for like six hours and then played mini golf, had a 
a nice dinner, then drove home, didn't get back home till like 11 p.m., left the house at 6 a.m. Then I turned it around and played golf all day while sunburned from the previous day. So I'm exhausted. I need like another day for this weekend, Mike. Yeah, and I'm, so I'm in a text thread with Scott and uh, our good friend Wade up in Nebraska. And the, all week this week, we just been texting back and forth about Wade and I were trying to outdo each other with the, the feels-like temperatures, right? And Omaha hit 120 for a feels-like, so he beat me. I think we only got to 116 on the day he hit 120, so congratulations, Wade. You won. Uh, but Wade was like, oh, we got a storm coming. So then, you know, I was like, oh, we'll bring it this way. Then we got a big storm, too. And Jennifer's asking. We did not get damaged. Knock on wood. We did watch our neighbor's swimming pool, toddler swimming pool, end up in our lake. Uh, it was wild here. Uh, it was crazy. We just got lucky that we didn't have damage. Neighbors did. But thanks for asking. But I will say in that thread last night as we were talking, and I'm sure people have done this, you sent a picture. Dude, you were a lobster. You <laughs> sent the picture from the beach. It hurt me to look at that picture. Like when you sent that picture, I got like, I got like goosebumps on my skin. Like it was like pain, like just transferred to me because of how red you were. And it just, it, it, so I hope you're recovering 24 hours later. I almost, I'm recovering. I put a bunch of aloe on yeah. last night. It's, it's, and this is unlike me. It was one of those days. It was a sneaky beach day, like with the weather, because it was breezy. It was calm. It was, I mean, the sun was shining, but I didn't think it was, it was going to be that hot. And I just came back from like two weeks in Florida, like in the, and in the Bahamas, like, Oh, my skin is adapted to it right now. That was a big mistake. I should have had my sun shirt on. I should have screened up big air by my part, but I paid the price for it. And I tell you when I was swinging the golf club, like every time I would move my like shoulders, I was like, Oh my God, that's because that's where I felt it the most, but it's all right. I will, I will recover and hopefully be good for work tomorrow. That's right. Cool. What were we thinking of you, man? I was getting ready to like two hour delivery, some aloe vera, man, because I just, I was like, <laughs> Oh, that just hurts to be alive at that point. But it, you know, the self abuse is no excuse. You didn't wear a shirt. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you, man, it was a, it was a good dude. We were in um, Lake Huron and it was like this bay that they call like Thunder Bay and the waves. It felt like I was in Typhoon Lagoon, Mike. It was amazing. Like I was like, this is a free wave pool we're at right now. And like, it was a small little beach access. We were the only ones there for like two hours at the start of the day. Like it was, it was awesome. It was a really great beach day. You guys, you guys, Michigan, you sell, you should be like, you know how, uh, Tim, uh, Tim, the tool man, Taylor, what, what's his real name? Yeah. Uh, uh Tim, Tim Allen, Tim Allen. Cause like we see Michigan commercials down here in Missouri all the time, I guess. Cause we're within driving distance. So like they send a lot of money our way. Oh, you're pure Michigan. Yeah. The pure Michigan yeah. dude, you do more than he does. Cause you're <laughs> always like on Instagram, like all over the state with these, I'm like, God, God. Pam's like a beautiful state, man. He's like another beach. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know Michigan had so many, like they have more beaches in Florida. Apparently we have two amazing coastlines (laughs) on Lake Michigan and Port Huron. And then you go up to the UP and you got superior. Marlesa knows all about it. She got to see all that. (laughs) It's wild. Okay. So Couple Disney stories I want to bring to the table and then we can have some conversations again at 407-413-9395. I, (laughs) I heard this story and I didn't know if it was true. I thought it could be the onion, you know, one of those, um, you know, things on Twitter or Twitch or social media that, that you just, you think you're being punked, but apparently it's true because Ricky's written about it on the mouse for less, unless she's getting punked. And it says storybook circus is adding a new interactive experience. And here's what it says. Guests who visit storybook circus in the magic kingdom will soon be able to take part in a brand new interactive experience. Smell offense on parade will be a family friendly search and sniff adventure. This new experience will be presented by Scentsy, which is the official home fragrance of Walt Disney World. Now, 
Not a lot of details have been released, but based on the concept art that was released, it looks like there will be some large elephants that include circus-themed smells. For example, the one elephant looks like it may smell like popcorn. And then follow the mouse for less for more details, because we don't have any details on this, but <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, I, I'm very positive when it comes to Disney. Like, I'm imagining that there has to be like a board. I, I think as Disney fans, do we not all imagine that there is some big room in Imagineering somewhere with like a huge whiteboard of ideas? How did this one get released into the wild? Seriously, like, was this not like, I don't know. Like, I mean, Sensi must have come up with a big check. Like, we're going to do a scratch and sniff in Storybook Circus. And I mean, the fact that it's to an elephant. I don't want to smell an elephant. I, I've never smelled one, but I'm I'm guessing it's not pleasant. I I don't know. What do you? I, this, it's funny because like you're more me. positive. You're more positive than me. I think. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty positive, <laughs> but I I'm okay to be critical about Disney sometimes. I'm all right to speak on that, but like I don't. I'm not mad about this one. I think it's kind of great. <laughs> I don't know because what it is. I it's... just think about that area in Storybook Circus. Like I could just imagine like kids just like loving that, like running around, like trying to smell the popcorn, trying to smell the candy or whatever. Like. I don't know. Like that area just seems like that splash pad doesn't do much for me. Like I think that's a big footprint. Well, elephant's footprint. Let's put it that way. And like, I think they could do some cool stuff with that. And like, I'm excited for them digging out of the box. Like this is like kind of unique. So I'm actually thinking that it's going to be pretty awesome, but that's, that's just me. You're bringing me around to it. I mean, that is, that's a good perspective to have on it. And I'm always one to trust Disney and like, at least let it, let it happen and see what happens. But I'm just saying like, just, when you put it on paper, just to put it on paper, like we're going to do this thing. Okay. Like, I just want to hear the the board meeting, right? Okay. Everybody's around this long table. They're, they're in suits, you know, pants suits for the ladies, you know what I mean? Like power brokers for Disney. I don't know. Maybe they're not because they're Imagineers. Maybe they're in like, you know, Hawaiian shirts for all I know. I don't know, but they got their oval name tags on and they're all in there. You know, it's a Tuesday afternoon. They're getting stuff done. Okay. Here's the deal. Smell of, we're calling it smell offense on parade. And they're all like, yes, we're going to do this. I just, I want to see that meeting. Like I just, I know it's Disney and it's not, you know, uh, Xerox or somebody, you know, some big corporate company, but it just, it just cracks me up. I don't know why. Like when I heard that, I just could not believe it. it, it it's yeah. When you think about it that way. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the logistics, like how did they get to this Smell idea? Offense. Right. It, it's just kind of funny. I think it's going to be good though. I really do. Like that area could use something and it's unique. It, it could be a flop. Like Disney's really good at that though. Like they they're they're trying something, right? And if it doesn't work, then like it's gonna be on some blog post. It's gonna be on Derek from Touring Plans, like top ten fails of the year or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna well, make us yeah. laugh. Saturday six. It's gonna he's gonna have a great drawing that goes along with it, which will make <laughs> us laugh and have a good time at the end of the year. Or else it's gonna be super successful. We'll see. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it's, it, it's funny though. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, funny. it's a funny concept. Like when I, the biggest comparison I saw was like Disney's doing this in Storybook Circus and. Universal's building Epic Universe, you know, like, okay, you know, what's going on? You know, I, I'm not going there. Okay. Here's the other thing that, uh, and you've been actually out living a life this weekend. I haven't had a whole lot going on for once. So I've been on my phone more than I probably should have been this weekend. And this is going wild on social media. The Hatbox ghost thing. They're installing the Hatbox ghost into the, into the uh, Haunted Mansion at the Magic Kingdom, which is a really cool effect. But people are losing their mind over the fact that I believe the Hatbox Ghost is going to go into a spot. And, and I don't know if this is even 100% confirmed, but I think people are getting the idea. And it may be confirmed. I don't know. 
that the Hatbox Ghost is going to be in a spot before Madame Leota, which if you are a fan of the Haunted Mansion, you know that in the storyline of the Haunted Mansion, that ghosts do not materialize until Madame Leota calls them, you know, or the spirits materialize when she does her thing in the, in the crystal ball. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, people are losing their mind over this. Like I, and I see, and I'm trying to say, I don't know where I fall in this. Like, is this Disney just like one more thing? They're losing their edge because they're not paying attention to story. Should I hate on that? Or should I be like, I'm paying $7,000 to go on vacation down there. It's not going to ruin my vacation. If, if I see the hat box goes 37 seconds earlier, I, I, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Cause people have opinions on this. It's yeah. wild. I mean, so what does Disney do best storytelling, right? Like I feel like their storytelling and their attractions is spot on. So as you said, I've been kind of tuned out. So this is my first time hearing this is from you. So this is like initial reaction and I kind of see why people are mad, but but you're talking about this Twitter, which people are going to be like nuts oh, about. And people have they, opinions. They criticize everything. So, but if you're your average guest that's just coming down, you know, like you go once every three years, not super into it, go, you know, when you get a new child that hits a certain age or whatever, like you're probably not going to care <laughs> where the ad box goes, shows up for the most part. This is for like the super uber Disney fans, which we are that, you know, that like doing the podcast. So I can kind of see where people are upset about it. It doesn't fit the storyline that well. Yeah, see, I know, I know. We're not on the same page today, are we, Mike? No, no, I mean, it's not, I'll be honest. It is not going to bother me where they put that sucker in that Haunted Mansion one one place or the other. It really is not going to bother me. Like, I'll just see it and I'll say, that's cool. But that's me. But I also kind of understand that the argument I think people are saying is that Disney does need to pay attention to the story. If there is going to be a cohesive storyline as there apparently has been since the Haunted Mansion is opened, that, that, you know, that is what Madame Leota does. She calls the spirits. The spirits don't materialize till after she does this. And that is kind of, you know, like first timers probably don't ever notice that they probably think there's ghosts throughout the entire mansion. But then, you know, that's one of those layers of a Walt Disney world vacation. Like, I've been on that ride 10 times and I never noticed that I didn't see a ghost until I got to the uh, dining room or something, you yeah. know, the, the ballroom, you know, and it's like, Oh, that is so cool. Only Disney did that to me. You know, before that it was just like busts and coffins and stuff like that. So yeah, they, you know, they kind of do need to pay attention to that stuff. But I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lose sleep over it either. I don't know. I'm kind of both ways on this one. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I, I'm fine either way. Like, it's going to be a cool effect. Like, I've seen the one out in Disneyland. It's super cool. But, um, but yeah, I wish it would tie more to the story because, like, that's what, again, that's what I was saying. Like, Disney tells stories better than any anyone. I mean, that's how they started was telling, telling stories, right? So, like, to, like, not be linear to the story or, like, do things backwards just seems kind of weird for them is all. But. It does. So, Trails uh, trails ends back open as a... oh. psyched for that yep like so i think you know like i trails end was not my favorite like it just wasn't it just wasn't my scene but during uh covid the early days of covid we would go over there because we you went with us once i think and we would get like that fried chicken family meal it was like 25 dollars. that was the best deal ever yeah and we would eat inside trails end so like that was back in like you know you could take your mask off when you're inside eating so you get this nice blast of air conditioning you would relax for a while you got a good meal that was pretty cheap. So like, I liked like them doing like the counter service kind of, so I'm actually excited for this. And like, 
looks like they're they're bringing back some of that counter service. They have pizzas now too mm-hmm. and everything. Like I thought the menu looks really great. I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Yep, we got that back. So there's another option. I think it'll be good for the folks that are actually staying at Fort Wilderness. I mean, yeah, you know, did I read something like like some of the sides are like by the pound? It's like I'm at the deli or something. Like, yeah, can I, I get know, a mac and see. cheese? Can I get two pounds of the mac and cheese and three pounds of the chicken? Like that's what it seemed like to me. Like when I was reading like an article that was like by the pound ordering. Um, scanning, scanning, scanning Ricky's article. I don't know. It just but, made me feel like like I'm at like the the supermarket, right? <laughs> like ordering side dishes by the pound. I would take that though. That'd be so. But good. which makes sense, like if you're gonna take it back to your to a cabin, to your yeah. RV or whatever, your yeah. cabin or whatever, right? Yeah, you're just like yeah, I'll take. We'll do a pound of mashed potatoes, two pounds of mac and cheese, and. Uh, Six pieces of chicken. Like, I don't know. Look at that. Marlessa. She says she's been losing her mind over the hat box ghost thing, too. So I know people have. Anyway, so last thing is we're getting a new Indian uh, restaurant in Disney Springs called Eat. E-E-T. So that'll be cool. I like trying new places. And Disney Springs will be. It's called Modern Indian Food. Eat. Yeah. So I love. Cool. Yeah. I love that kind of food. It'll be awesome. Nice. I love. Did, I love new restaurants at Disney Springs. But then like my problem is Mike, and I know you are guilty of this too. I'm always going to go to Bow House and Homecoming because that's like, those are like my favorites. I need to like spread it out a little bit more when I go to Disney Springs, but you find something you like and you tend to stick with it. That's what I do at least. But here's the thing though, even if it'll spread the crowds out and it's an option, you know, because here I end up going to new places because other people drag me there. Right. You know, cause I am also one of those people who eats at the same places over and over but then somebody will be like, let's try this place. And I'll be with them and I'll say, okay, let's go. And I'll enjoy it. So I'm excited to have this there. And I think this place will be super popular because, I mean, it it sounds like it's going to be a similar uh, kind of experience to, to a Sanaa over at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm-hmm. But that Sanaa is popular. But I think the thing is, it's a lot of work to get over to, uh, to, to Kidani Village. And I think this will be way more accessible because I think most people go to Disney Springs at least once in their vacation. Gosh, probably. now I want like... So now bread service for dinner tonight. <laughs> like I am like craving that now. It sounds so good. Oh, I know that's what everybody was saying. I saw like when I saw conversations about this on social, like please let them have some kind of non-bread oh, yeah. kind of platter service, something like that. So that is our stories for the week. Mirrors Connect and Sunshine Flyer have merged. That's another thing we could talk about. Um, but not <laughs> not a whole lot of other stuff going on. Let me see. Shit's about it. So if you want to give us a call, now is the time. 407-413-9395. 407-413-9395. Tons of people tuned in here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. The conversation is going wild in the chat. So thank you for all of that. And we have our first call. We have actually three coming in at the same time, of course. So let's just hit this one and see who we got. Hey, who's joining us? Hey, this is John from Massachusetts. How are you guys doing, Mike and Scott? Hey, I'm doing great, John. Hey, How John. are you tonight? Thanks for calling in. Yeah, doing well. So, yeah, um, all the cruise uh, episodes that have been you know, coming up in last week were great because we just got back uh, last Sunday from our first uh, Disney Cruise Line. Uh, we did the Western Mediterranean trip. Ooh, yes, man, that sounds like an awesome cruise right there. So we've been talking via email, that, and I know Scotty's thinking about this one. So that's why I was going to have you give him a little insight on this. It's it's nice to be able to maybe pay it back a little bit. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, it was it was a really good time. Um, it was you know like like you guys have said, like the shows were just top notch, even the sort of B level shows because this was a seven night cruise. 
So, you know, of course, there was mm. Believe, there was um, Golden Mickeys, there was Beauty and the Beast. Uh, one night was just a magician. One was a ventriloquist. One was um, a juggler. And, you know, on paper, it was like, uh, is that going to really be that cool? And, and we had a great time. Yeah. Still. I love that stuff. Um, Dude, I'll never forget one time me and Mike, uh, it was just our family's cruise and Justino the magician, man. This guy was like a riot because he would be like in the adult club and he had this whole like thing. What was it, Mike? <laughs> what was his thing? So he, he did he did like magic. He was like like a variety guy, right? He did like he did magic, he did uh, you know, um like uh visual effects, all kinds of stuff. But then like right towards three quarters of the way through his show, he like slows down and gets all serious. And he does this thing and he, he puts up like a, like it was like a tombstone on the, on the video board. And he, he shows like two years, like, you know, like it shows like a birth year and a death year. And he focuses on the dash. And I still remember because Scott and yeah. I talk about this all the time. He's like the whole point of, and we, this was like four or five years ago at this point. Don't waste your dash. Like the time that you your dash to the fullest. Yeah. I think that's what he said. I'm like, we came here to I'm, have fun. This dude I'm just watching like a magician. And up. now I'm like, I'm, re I'm like questioning all the decisions I've made in my life. But yeah, we're I have to go on a tangent there. Yeah, John, we're sitting like in that, evolution. We we're on that, your, think I think we're on, we're on the dream. I think we were sitting in evolution yeah. when that happened. We're looking at each yeah. other like, what? This was supposed to be fun. What did like, I'm about to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see some magic. Anyway, anyway sorry, yeah. go ahead. So, like, so they were in the main theater, like the juggler and stuff. Is that what you were saying, John? Yeah. 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 So it was, they were there. I think that they also had some of the adult shows, but, um, you know, our kids weren't old enough there. So, yeah, we didn't, we didn't go to those, but, um, but yeah, no, th those were all really good. And, um, you know, that the, the, the pirate night they actually showed the new indiana jones which i wanted to do but we were just exhausted this was actually our second week in europe and we were going non-stop the first week in portugal as well so we, we just needed a night to just slow down and rest so we skipped the movie we skipped the pirate night which didn't start till like 10 15 and wow. we just slept which was sorely needed at that point but um you know, the, the food was also really good, especially the dinners. You know, you, you guys always say, like, it's all about the cast members. And, you know, we, we, we actually were like, we're almost crying a little bit that last day saying goodbye to, mm -hmm. um, you know, our, our wait staff and um, our hostess. Because they were just definitely like, the room so hostess. I'm crying. Like, can I, how can I bring you back with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to make my yeah. own bed. And, and some of that's what you put into it, right? You know, if you're talking with them and asking them about themselves, you get more of the relationship than just, you know, not really interacting, which would be sad. 100%. Now, you, so we've been emailing back and forth a little bit. Now, I wanted to bring up this point before I forgot because you brought up a point I wanted to, to discuss with Scott, too, even. And in our listeners as a whole here, our audience and folks that check this out on the feed on Thursday. And I thought it was such a great point because I've never thought about this. And all the time I've been cruising with Disney. And by the way, happy 25 years to Disney Cruise Line. They're celebrating it today as we record. Um, you mentioned something because this was your first Disney cruise and you decided to take your first Disney cruise as a seven-nighter on the Mediterranean. And you said, yeah. hindsight being 2020. You think maybe a first cruise should be possibly a Caribbean cruise or a Bahamian cruise kind of looking back on it because of just a few factors. So looking back on it, give me just give some thoughts on that, because I think that's a good discussion to maybe just think about. 
Yeah. So again, it was a great time. We we just we'd been in Europe for a week, and we were definitely in the explore different things, you know, explore this city. That because we don't get to Europe that often, right? And um, so the excursions were very good to great, but they all felt too short. It's like you know, I'm in Lisbon for the second time in my life. And I think we had like six and a half hours by the time we were able to get anywhere. And so from that viewpoint in Europe, we were thinking, gosh, would have it been better to be in the Caribbean where it's just sort of beach island, beach island, beach mm-hmm. island. I'm not trying to put them down at all. They're all beautiful places. But versus, you know, we're in different cities in Spain and Portugal and France. And then we end in England. Like these are not places we get to very often. And it's almost like the cliff note version. Right. You're not Um, trying to take in a thousand years of history in six hours where a beach day in six hours, you feel like, okay, that was a successful day. Like, yeah, I get you. I get what you're saying. And Mm -hmm. I, I think for like a second cruise, a third cruise, like then I think it's a little different because the ship was new and we were liking exploring that as well. So again, it's it's not meant to sound negative. It was just something we noticed. Like we just wish there was even more time. I mean, that's every cruise, right? But, Mm -hmm. uh, no, that's, I I totally hear what you're saying, John. Yeah. Cause like, cause with in Europe, like you're saying, like, it's more about the excursions, right. Or the destinations you're going to for me personally, because like, I don't, I've for one, I never been to Europe. But even if I've been like a couple times, like you don't get there very often, as you were saying. So like going to France or whatever, and like do you want to take advantage of all that time off the ship, and then like you come back and then you you go to dinner and then you're tired or whatever. Like you're really not exploring the ship. That's why I, I kind of like what you're saying. Like maybe these uh, Bahamas or Caribbean cruises are better because you go to the beach for a few hours and you come back and then you can do a lot more t- more spend more time on the ship. I definitely see what you're saying for like a first couple cruises cruises standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it it was still great. Like, I don't mean that to sound negative. That was just one of our takeaways from it. So it it was a good point when I was chatting with Mike about it in hindsight. It was a, uh, seemed a good question to bring up here to get guys take on it. No, it was because it really does make you think because I mean, Scott and I both are, we had this conversation during the, the wish cruise because we're always talking about the next cruise and we're like, Hey, what are we doing next? And I know he was looking at going and doing a med cruise and I said, you know, my family, we don't have passports, so we're probably getting them here shortly. So that, that shouldn't be a d- big deal. But we want to sail. We've never done Eastern. We knew we wanted next summer to do a seven-night cruise because the, the wish, we love the wish, but four nights was, again, just too short. Like, we just want to be, on, we didn't get off in Nassau. We just wanted to be on the ship, but even four nights was just too short. So we're doing the Eastern Caribbean, and I love sea days. And the thing is, with the Eastern Caribbean run, you get on at Port Canaveral and you don't even get off the ship until your third day. Like it's, it's two sea days right off the bat till you get to your first port. And that's my jam. Like, I love that. And it only has three ports in, in a seven night cruise. You know, you go to, you go to Tortola, you go to St. Thomas and you go to Castaway Key. That's it. And that's my jam. That's, that is what I want to do. I want to be on the ship. I want to explore it. I love that because the stuff you mentioned, John is the stuff I love. It's not the big shows. It is like the magicians and the the, the the boots and boards and those guys that play, you know, the crazy, you know, instruments and stuff like I, I could I eat that stuff up. Trivia is every night. Like I could do that every night. Karaoke. 
I love that kind of stuff. So that kind of stuff is my, is my jam. I, you know, the destinations are great and I do want to get to Europe. And that is actually my biggest thing I want to do when I retire is the Panama canal. I want to see the engineering of it. I want to be on a 16 night, you know, cruise or whatever, how long that cruise is. I want to see all that. But for now, you know, for me, it's going to be that more time on the ship kind of situation. And Scott was talking about the opposite. They're looking at a couple of different options because I think you were saying you don't want to be on the ship so much. If you're going to go all the way to Europe, you want to see the sites. That's going to be right. a totally different perspective for you guys. Yeah. Alaska is another one we're looking at too. And like, you want to see the sites there, even though like those sea days, like you're going to like glacier, <laughs> like that just sounds so awesome to me. Um, though those, those, but my big thing too, Mike, is like I've done the Caribbean and Bahamas like several times now. So I just want to see other parts right, of the right. world, you know? And I think cruising is a good way to do that because with Europe and like, John, I have a question for you about like, how did, cause you spent a week in Europe before the cruise is sounded like, then you did a week on, like, I like the idea of mm -hmm. like moving de to destination to destination, but don't have to move my room. Like my, my luggage and my room stays the same every night. So I think that makes it pretty nice. Like how, how did you feel about that? Absolutely. No, I, I really like that part. And a couple of times I caught myself saying, okay, we're going to get back to the hotel by four o'clock or by six o'clock whenever we had to get back on. And the kids yeah. would correct me, it's the ship, not the hotel. <laughs> right. um, but it kind of feels that, that way, right? But that, yeah, hotel, yeah, totally but that hotel will leave us behind. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we were in um, for a week beforehand with my wife's parents and sister's family as well. And so we were with some of their extended family, aunts and uncles and cousins uh, for a week in northern Portugal. So we were able to do a lot of exploring around there as well in between family meals. Um, so that was really cool, but it was very different as well. And uh, yeah, I think I think if you also like can build in some time before and after to explore other parts, I think that'd be an awesome piece of it where you can knock out a few different destinations pretty quick. Um, but it, it, in, in a couple places, we sort of felt like we saw the place, but we didn't necessarily experience it. But that's that a, was, I, that's think, a, I like that for Lisbon where it was hot and we couldn't do a lot because it was just, it was like August in Florida where it was just like, you know, we'd move for half an hour and we're like, we're hot. We got to take a break. Yeah. Well, I also so, see too a cruise in uh, general. A lot of times it's like a Whitman sampler, right? You, you go there, you see it, like you just said it though. Like you see it, but you don't experience it. You get a little taste of it and say, you know what? Someday I might want to come back here and spend like a weekend or I might want to spend a week in this location just at this one port and really dive deep, you know, but you know, it's like a little sampling. I'm going to, you know, it's like a Whitman sampler. You just kind of dive in, grab a bite and see what that's about. Okay. I might want to get a whole box of that someday. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to get a taste. Coming out exactly. of it, we're like trying to figure out where we go next. Yeah, you know, we'll be Europe. We'll be another cruise. We'll, we'll figure it out. But it's a good point. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. But that's yeah. a great conversation to have, though. But man, it, you know, just think about the sites. How different it's. But you guys did say you had some kind of rough seas. I mean, you, had, you guys uh, struggled there a little bit with some uh, seasickness on your cruise. Yeah, yeah. I was a little seasick the first day. Um, my wife was down for the count on day two till about just a little before dinner time. And uh, then oddly after our first excursion, I had a smaller bout of it for a couple hours. After that, we were fine, but you know, that's one reason we were really glad we did the seven days, yeah. the seven nights, because you know, that, that was a rough start and had it been only like a three nighter, we've been like, well, I guess we can't do this. But after that, you know, 
second bout for me, we were fine. Um, you know, we, we made sure to stay uh, with the Dramamine after that when we were on land and, um, you know, the Paris for the night. So, yeah, my first. Uh, but yeah, it was actually, it, it was less, it was calmer in the Atlantic, oddly, than the Mediterranean, which makes no sense to me. But I know there would seem to be less rocking there. Yeah, I know. That's, you said that, it kind of shocked me because I would have thought the Mediterranean would be flat, but I guess not. And, and this <laughs> was on the dream, right? I think the dreams yeah. doing those sailings right now, yep. right? Okay. I love, love that dream. ship. That is, I know. I love that ship. That's the ship I've been on the most. I love yeah, that ship. Me too. That's um, a great ship. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's a great ship. That's a great ship. Miss it. Yeah. Well, hey, John, thanks for calling in and thanks for uh, sailing. And hopefully thanks, you'll be guys. back out there soon. Those ships are awesome. Take care, guys. All right, Thank John. You, you have a good night. We'll have, have a great week, buddy. Talk to you Bye. soon. All Mike right, and I quick just addressed a question yeah. in the chat. Yeah. Like, first off, I don't know if this is the guy's real name, but I love it. <laughs> if it is, give is it, me more. Give me more. Yeah, I, I don't think that's probably the name on his birth yeah, certificate. I, but I think it's it pretty, but it is pretty awesome. But um, so the question was, <laughs> do you do two weeks at Old Key West or one week at the Polynesian? I think you're asking the wrong guys, maybe if you want us to say the Polynesian, because but I'm saying two more at time West. at Old you get an extra week, and like Old Key West is my jam, it's my home resort for DVC. And just, I just love relaxing there is like a true vacation to me when you're at Old Key West. So that's the, that's the winner for sure. Yes. Old Key West for double the time. Mr. You can always visit the Polynesian too, to have like a meal or whatever. Like just go over as a, as a guest, you know, and visit and hang out, but definitely stay at Old Key West for two weeks. Yes. Mr. Give me more. Go to Old Key West. (laughs) Jay from Charlotte. Okay. Hey, I like the I <laughs> no, like the handle. Give me no. more is awesome. No, it's not. I'm taking that away. It's not Jay yeah. from Charlotte. It is give me more. It's gimme. It's gimme. <laughs> it's Mr. Moore. <laughs> Call me gimme. All right. 407-413-9395. 407-413-9395. Yeah, John and I were emailing though when he got back and he gave me lots of feedback from his cruise because he was like looking forward to it for a long time. We were emailing yeah. uh, you know, beforehand and stuff. And of course, I've never been to Europe, so yeah, I, I was just telling him about the cruise life in general, but he had that that one line. He said, I don't know if like for a first time cruiser, if Caribbean or Bahamas would be better. And I was like, you know what? That's a good point because the ports in Europe are going to be more intensive. Like you want to see yeah. more. You don't just want like a little taste. It was a good point. Hard to explore the ship, really. You yeah, know? Like exactly. You just do, yeah. Especially, I, I like time. that argument. I, I think I think you both are uh, right on track there. All right. We have our next call. Hey, who's joining us? Hi, it's Alexa. It's, oh, I can't say your name, but hey, how's it going? Because I don't want to launch everybody's things. That's okay. Miss, We'll call you Miss A tonight. How's it going? Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, good. I am um, driving, but like hands-free and everything, but let me know if the like quality is too garbage. Hey, I drive a Jeep Wrangler. No doors, no tops. Sounds great to me. When I sit next to my wife, we just scream at each other all the time. So it's it sounds great. We'll make it happen. Okay, great. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to call, even though I uh, have to drive tonight, is because um, I won't get a chance to, to call in in the near future. And we just came back from Dollywood, my husband and I, and I had an amazing time at Dollywood, and I actually think that Disney could like do some of the things that Dollywood is doing. So I went to Silver Dollar City last year, and I kind of felt the same way. And I think these two parks are very similar. And Matt Parrish says that that Silver Dollar City is like Disneyland years and years ago. So what? Tell me what you think Disney could learn from Dollywood. Okay, so um, it, so it was just adults on this trip. It was just my husband and I, 
but we did stay at the, the Dream More, so, like, the official Dollywood hotel. And it was, like, in honestly, it was the whole resort experience that uh, really felt very Disney-like while we were there. Um, the price point, I think it's, like, I haven't seen what uh, Disney World hotel prices are like in the last two-ish years, but it seems like it's um, maybe like a Wilderness Lodge Animal Kingdom where it's like the the low end of deluxe or maybe high end of moderate to stay at the Dream More. But it was definitely like a, a deluxe quality accommodation, and it still had a lot of the, the extras that I think maybe some people feel that Disney World has had going away a little bit. So, um, right, like, it had, it had the bus service and everything, but you also get um, kind of fast passes included if you stay at the Dream More and you get tickets to go to Dollywood, which is usually an upcharge for um, regular day guests. But I, I think, and I don't, right, I know that Disney's kind of reworking their whole fast pass system to be paid, but I think that the, the way that Dollywood did it when they when they loaded, like, the roller coaster trains is they would do 50-50 as their ratio. So they would load one car that was all, like, from the regular standby line and then one car that was from, like, the fast pass line. And I, I know that from um, the Touring Plans podcast, that it's usually like 80-20 for mm -hmm. Disney World, and so I think it, it kept the lines moving everywhere. Yeah, that's more... Yeah, that's, yeah, keeps everybody flowing. Yep. Yeah, and then um, also, even though we didn't have children on this trip, I thought that... And this is something Disney could do without spending too much money. I heard you talking about like the smell if it's on parade or whatever. <laughs> Dollywood had so much for kids, like, all across the park with, um, like, little slides and stuff, but then for kind of the medium-age kids, they had this thing that was free called the Foam Zone, <laughs> and they basically would, like, they had this just, I don't know how to describe it other than a giant inflatable pool with this crazy, like, huge bubbles. And the kids would just, like, run into this wave pool of soap nice. and come out, like, completely covered. And they had these gigantic, like, larger-than-adult-sized rubber duckies. And, like, kids were having a blast. And even aside from building more rides, it just felt like there was a lot of activity kind of going on everywhere in between rides. You know, I, I think what I'm hearing too, and I think th this is kind of common, It the, these more regional theme parks like Silver Dollar City, Worlds of Fun, uh, Holiday World in Indiana, Cedar Point, these kind of locations do have more of these like summertime activities. Like you say, this foam pit, this foam pool, these kind of things. And I think that they do because they're not Disney. They're not Universal. Disney and Universal, take it or leave it, they have the the brand power to command higher prices, you know, and they have the brand loyalty because they've been there since 71. They have the, they have the infrastructure. Nobody else has, you know, and people are going to fly into Orlando to go there. It, it, they have to do things like this. And it is, but I mean, it is, it's a better customer experience many, many times. Cause when I was at Silver Dollar city, 
they had way better snacks. I mean, they had they had killer, but it was almost like you were at a town fair. Like they had, it seemed like they just many times it felt like when I went around a corner, somebody just thought of making this snack up this morning. You know, Disney it felt it feels like they go through like twelve focus groups before they put anything out. It felt like you no, know, just Bob down there decided, you know what, we're gonna make this new kind of tater skin today. You know, and they do, and and it makes it better. But I think these regional places have more freedom to do fun stuff like that. So I hear what you're saying. I think they have more freedom to do to do stuff like this. Yeah, and I and I do think that there's like like I do want to go back to Dollywood, but I'm like, you know, in five years maybe I'll go back. But like if if people are feeling like they want to give another place a try, I think like go to Dollywood one time, super fun. I really loved it, and then like you know you're gonna go back to Disney. Yeah, but um. It was just kind of, it was really fun because I hadn't really been to a place except for like Disneyland or Disney World in a while. So that was like really kind of cool to see what was going on. And then the, the third recommendation as a, as a millennial is they had a Starbucks in the lobby of the hotel. <laughs> Don't tell my daughter. And that, that's pretty hard to beat in the morning. Uh, the, you just sold Mallory, so she, my daughter Mallory, would be there because she, uh, she's up there this morning at our Starbucks getting, uh, getting our dog a pup cup. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, it was, it was really fun. But I'm, I'm also excited, and hopefully I can call back later in the, the summer because this week I'm actually going on a big trip to Europe, and I'll be spending a day at uh, Disneyland Paris. Yes, definitely let us know what you think about that because you would have the perspective of the, the domestic parks, then Paris, and then Dollywood, you know, your, your regional theme park there. So you have lots of, uh, lots of thoughts there. So, yeah, please do, and, and have a good time over there. That will be amazing. Hey, anytime, anytime. Remember, 10 and 2. Keep it keep it between the lines. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later. Stay safe out there. All right, talk to you later. Take care, Alexis. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. I think she makes a good point. So, that's Scott. a place I've always like. That's actually been on our list of a place to try. Because um, we could drive there. I mean, it wouldn't be the most ideal drive, but we could drive there and just check it out for a couple of days. Like, There's some cool areas in Tennessee that we want to see. I really want to go there. That whole, because like our friend, we had a friend, Adam, that lived in, he, they used to go there all the time, Adam and Susie. And, uh, oh, yeah. What, it, what, is it Gatlinburg? Uh, the whole like yeah, town, Gatlinburg, yeah, the like with the Smoky Mountains and stuff. Yeah, that. that's that, where Elizabeth wants to go. Yeah, and I was like, well, like if we do town. that for a couple of nights, we should check out Dollywood too. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like what I've thrown back at her. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to do. Like, I mean, I want to go to Dollywood, but I mean, I think Gatlinburg's like a whole deal. Like, yeah. I think you get your for hotel sure. there. It absolutely, and I think there's, is. I think yeah. there's like mini golf, and I think it's like Branson, basically. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm so, yeah, we've probably. we've talked about doing that. And Vicky brings up a good point. So this was a story like a couple weeks ago that there was this story going around that there's this two billion dollar park that's going to go into oklahoma that a bunch of disney imagineers apparently have put together now they haven't broken ground or anything they've apparently just have blueprints i mean a lot of these are make blueprints and break ground so i'm not really buying into the yeah like until dirt that just seems like a weird destination (laughs) i mean oklahoma is hot like that the spot where they're talking about putting that, I mean, that is probably one of the hottest places in the country in the summer. Yeah. Like it is blazing hot the, in July. It would be hotter than Orlando. It'd be and way I saw some arguments about this too, which I totally agree. Like 
where Walt Disney World and like Anaheim works is because like there's nearby airports, right? Like there's not a real like nearby airport where they're talking about building this. So if I if I wanted to fly to go to this place, then I had to rent a car and like drive like another hour, hour and a half maybe to the destination. Like that's a lot of work, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. And it's Tornado Alley too. It, oh, it's to- I mean, it's Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons. And I mean, I'm not saying like Oklahoma's fine. Like, I mean, it's the it's it's not it's the mid south is what they call Oklahoma. It's not the Midwest, but you know, I it's good people down there. But I just think you know, it, it is. It's a weird spot for it. I mean, I think it'd be interesting, but man, just the weather would be brutal down there in the summer. I mean, because I mean, I, we've been you. We just got back from Orlando, and I saw today the heat index was 108 when I looked at uh, Orlando today. And yeah. I bet you, I bet you, Northeast Oklahoma it was worse than that today down there. It's and it's smoking. I mean, people be falling out down there in July. I, I couldn't imagine you keep the place open. I mean, it's just be like walking on the surface of the sun. It's it's crazy. So yeah, just got to do what you do in Florida and like popping in out like. <laughs> That's always the strategy, right? You get some AC, you get outside for maybe 20 minutes and you go back in the AC. Like that's how you have to do it. But you wouldn't have like palm trees or anything down there. You know what I'm saying? I know. You know, I know. That's the whole thing. Like, there's no <laughs> water around. Like at it least just in Florida, be, yeah. you're in a peninsula. I know you don't see it from Orlando, but at least yeah. in your mind, you're like close to the ocean, kind of. I mean, yeah. you are nowhere near anything but oil derricks and like I know. you know, land down there. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> I get it. I don't, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. But, that, but to your, to your point, what's interesting, like some of the names behind this project, like all these ex Disney Imagineers and stuff like that's what kind of got me. I'm like, Oh, like maybe this is serious. Like, I don't know. I still don't know. I still don't know about it. I mean, we'll, we'll see. see. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, just keep your eye on it. I mean, back in the day, there was going to be a Disney park in St. Louis. It was going to be inside. Most of it, it was going to be on the Cleeds landing right down on the, you know, when they were building as actually when they built the arch and Bush, the old Bush stadium, they're really investing a lot of money into our riverfront. And the reason it didn't get built <laughs> again, times talk about times changing, right? And this is kind of a, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is kind of the myth is that because St. Louis is such a beer town because of Anheuser-Busch, that's like one of our major industries oh, yeah. that they, Walt wouldn't have beer, wouldn't have alcohol sales right back in the day. And Anheuser-Busch, Gussie Bush, who was kind of ran St. Louis at the time, said, no, we will sell beer. We sell beer everywhere in St. Louis. And so that was kind of the big stalemate. So they never built it. And uh, but I mean, we could have had a it basically it was going to be like an indoor kind of park right along the river, which would have been so cool to have. Yeah. Hmm. St. Louis. Yeah. And yes. now, like I saw an I think I saw an article this weekend that Anaheim is getting more like restaurants are. that are sell, selling alcohol. Carnation just, Cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of wild to me. Isn't but. that crazy? I know. Like, but I just did that at Walt Disney World. Remember when we went to Liberty Tree? Like, I, I got a beer. Actually, I think I got like a bourbon. I think I got an old fashioned, which is like, it's so weird to be in Magic Kingdom and doing that. Like, and I still don't know how I feel about it because, like, I feel like I'm like breaking Walt's heart when I do that's, something like that. You know what I mean? That's my thing. It's like, I'll have an old fashioned or something. Like, I'm not a big drinker, but I kind of wish Disneyland would just stay pure, like, stay dry. Maybe except for Club 33, you know, because well, I think yeah. even Club back 33 then, is yeah, the that, exception, that's yeah. its thing. But, you know, yeah, I, I kind of wish that they would not, even the Magic Kingdom, like, because that's kind of the Disneyland of the of yeah. the East Coast. Like, yeah. keep those two parks. 
and just let you get drinks at it. I know there's a lot of people. At least there's not like beer carts, you know, that's the best. Yeah, that's true. Go to a cart and get one, you know. But I mean, we're, you know, we're like a blink away from a beer cart at this point. You know, like you just know that's coming when they want to make a beer cart like a Magic Kingdom or Disneyland just seems so wrong though, you know, like, and like, I'm all fine with like having a drink here and there, right? Like, you know me, but just to like have that visual, like, Next to like the person selling the balloons in Disneyland, and then right around the corner is a beer cart. It just doesn't seem right. It's gonna be like the ball game, right? Bud Bush Light yeah. here, Bud Light, Bud Light, get yeah. your Bud Light. It's it's just, yeah. yeah, I just yeah, I kind of so wish like, they'd be dry. Yeah, so like and like I'm all for like having a drink, like I said, but like I I do like those two parks being dry, as like Vera Mike is saying too, right? Like it just seems like that's what they were built for, right? And I just I just like it, you know. I I like I love it when I'm at Disneyland, and it's like that, you know. But yeah. But yeah. now Carnation Cafe is getting something. Yeah, it's uh, it's, yeah, it's. I guess Blue Bayou had it too because we had hurricanes. <laughs> we Blue did, Bayou, we so. did. I know we're <laughs> such. You were so bad. All right, four four zero seven four one three nine three nine five four zero seven four one three nine three nine five. We got a lot. When I'm to at talk Blue about. Bayou, I feel like I might as well be in Club Thirty Three because I'm like that close. I know <laughs> that is the thing, and I mean it is table service dining, so it's not like you're walking around right. the park actively. Exactly. Like with a natty yeah, light in your hand. Yeah. That's the thing is I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it to be like natty lights. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, beer bongs and stuff like that. Like it's a frat yeah. party or something. Then at that point you're at Cedar Point, you know? <laughs> yeah. Six Flags St. Louis. I know. I yeah. know. It's the whole thing is it's a fine line. It, but, mm-hmm. but I mean, again, you know, if you had asked us this when we started the podcast, you know, I'm going to have, like you just said, you had where you had a Liberty tree. You had a beer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yep. said you had a what and where? Because I mean, I that would have been that would have been obscene that you had a beer at the Magic Kingdom, and you know now it's like, oh yeah. Or no else problem. having hurricanes at Disneyland <laughs> does not seem right. But it does not anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah. to your point, at least is that I, I didn't mean us to get this down this topic. I just thought I saw an article about that. But yeah, like as long as it stays like at the the table service restaurants, then I can be okay with it. But like, I just don't want it spreading, you know, it's, it's family time, right? Those are like those family parks. No, I agree. I agree. All right. 407-413-9395. 407-413-9395. got about 10 good minutes left in the show. So you can get in. Cause we had three coming in at the same time a few minutes ago. So the phone line's, are wide open right now so give us a call actually i will post the how about a shout out to brian and ricky celebrating their anniversary did you see like those wedding photos that ricky's mom put out like i didn't even recognize them i did not see them see that's that's probably did they get like married like a destination do you remember like i didn't like know her back then so i know they got married on a beach okay they got married looked looked very beach like yeah it was in jamaica oh that's right yeah that's right all right we have a call hey who's joining us Hi, Mike. Hey, Scott. It's Paul from New Jersey. What's up, Paul? Oh, hey, Paul. How you guys doing? Hey, Good. Hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit. Hey, <laughs> do you mind sharing? Like, <laughs> did you call the leave a trip report? Because you were today, get, you were just getting down the day me and Mike left, I believe. So it'd be awesome to hear what your thoughts were on your July trip. Yep. Oh, correct. Yeah. No, no. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we just missed each other. Um, after, once the flight was, uh, it was, it was rough and it was, uh, a two hour delay and then, uh, two extra hours in the air circling Atlanta. I guess there was the storms and the traffic patterns, but by the time it, it dumped me down, the rest of the trip was fantastic. Um, I did jot a couple notes down. My three highlights probably were, um, one week we got to stay at BLT, which was my first time. And it was, uh, Lakeview BLT, man, except for the magic kingdom itself, you can see 
everything on property, and it just amazed me. Like, I sat out that window and just, I'm like, oh, there's Everest again. You know, oh, there's Tower of Terror. And it's like a whole map of the park right in front of you out the glass. I, I actually, and then the proximity of that hotel to everything else, I, I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. I'd argue um, that a lake view is better than a theme park view room to some extent because, like, oh, you see you see the sunrise yeah. on that. Like, if you're an early riser, like, that, nothing beats that morning view. You see the ferries coming in to start the day. Like, that, that is just something about that view. Oh, look, I, I didn't get the theme park view yet to compare them, but you're, you're not going to tell me it's a bad view. I mean, like, I was watching, I was giving the boats names, the, the, the lifeguards names. I was sitting there going, oh, there goes George going to work, you know, at a 7 o'clock shift, or you know, yeah, Steve's pulling the boat out right now. Like, I was entertained all day just in front of that window. I must have taken 18 pictures just in front of that window. Yeah, that's good. I get stuff. it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was uh, that was probably the one highlight. The second highlight is the first uh, first time, even for as many as I've been uh, using Genie Plus. Loved it. Thought about what you say, Mike, on the on the show so many times. Like I, I thought about it. Like the people in line and me are paying the same for the park ticket. So for a marginal amount more, I get to skip the line and then line them up and then just ride them at, in a in a row at a certain point in the day. It, it was fantastic doing it. I got to do it at. Uh, I tried it at the three parks. I tried it at Magic Kingdom. I tried it at Epcot. We tried it at uh, Hollywood Studios. I, I couldn't even say one was better or worse. Hollywood Studios ended up, I know that's a, a highly recommended one, and we only had, that was the, the last day we were leaving was the Friday. It was the only day we got to Hollywood Studios. And um, I said, you know what, we're only going to be in here for a few hours. Let me try it. Man, it well made the day worth it. Got everything I wanted done in just a few hours. It was, it was, it was a fantastic experience. Yeah, it can, it can save because, like I said, you know, we we didn't get to the park at the studios that one day with Matt or with a uh, page until around lunchtime, and we still got everything we needed to get done. Now we had to hustle that day; we wore ourselves out, but it allowed us to do twice as much, if not more, than we would have stand by everything else. I mean, it did, and so we got more value out of that one day park, that one day ticket that we bought page, which cost us a fortune. Yes, we had to pay more to get the Genie Plus, but we got more value out of the ticket itself. So, you know, you got to look at it that oh, way. Absolutely. You guys always talk about, I know, and I know Pam's big on it too, right? Time is money. Yeah. So if you're already spending, you know, whatever, I mean, I know I have an annual pass, but I know per day tickets are like $140, $150. If you're in the park for what, eight, eight hours, that's $20 an hour, just, oh, not quite, but, and then you're just tagging on another, what, $18, $20 for, for Genie Plus. And you get so much more done in half the time. No, no, I'm, I'm completely sold on it. It is a shame I get people who are, who are sticking to the fact that we used to get this for free, but everything evolves. You either love it or you don't. And if, especially if you're there paying the money for the ticket anyway, that little bit of an investment more makes the day three times as great. That's a good point. You know, and Pam, just real quick, you know, Pam Forster, from the time I started working for the agency, she always talked to me about um, cost versus value, right? There's a difference between what something costs and the value. And I've kind of started to see what, you know, she says that, you know, you are spending money, that's your cost, but what's the value you're getting in return? So, you know, you got to pay that cost to buy the ticket, but if you can get pay a little bit extra and get way more value out of the money you're paying for that ticket, then it makes sense. You know, even if you're paying a little bit more, but if you're getting a bitter, bigger bang for your buck overall, then you're getting, that's a way better value. So that's a good cost proposition. So good point there. That's, I, I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm glad you had a good experience with it. That makes me happy. Yeah, and the other, and the other I think the one thing
thing I did I wanted to bring up for anybody who's maybe listening is one thing that turned me off the last few trips where I didn't do it is people are like, well, I don't want to have my nose in my phone all day. Other than asking a few people who had used it before and maybe watching one or two YouTube videos, I instantly felt like a pro, and I spent very little time on my phone just refreshing or looking at the next thing to line them up. It, it wasn't a bother at all. So, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really good tool. Yeah, Scott, have you, you've, you've seen yeah. it's become way easier to use, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I used it even our last trip. I used it at Animal Kingdom, like, before the cruise, and, like, it was a day where, like, no one was in the park. It was, like, a really slow day. I was like, well, I probably didn't actually need this, but, <laughs> yeah. So I use it every now and then, like, if, like, if, if I know, like, I'm not going to be back for a while or I haven't done this park in a while or there's this one attraction I really want to do and I'm limited on time, like, I will do it then, but I definitely don't do it every single day that I go, but I definitely see the value. Um, Paul, so what was number three on your top three? The third one would have been, and I know it's not different than Extra Magic Hours, but I think it was the first time I did the, because I was at DLT, uh, did the, ex, not the paid-for party, but the Extra Hours at Epcot. Yeah. And, you know, again, people want to say, hey, we used to get this for free, we used to get that for free. Well, you still get that for free. And it was we walked on to Ratatouille. It was, it was fabulous. We had a... A dinner would be in Napoli. We were there. You know, we got out of dinner at like 9, 9.30. Now you're into those extra hours. And, and we just did a couple things walking right on. It was great. That's awesome. And again, you know, it's, I, I, it, I, I mean, everything's a highlight. I love it there. I always love my time there. Um, if I would have got to see you guys, it would have jumped to number one on the list. But, you know, we can't, we can't have everything. Um, for but no, a moment there, I thought we were going to see each other at the airport yeah, because of your, like, flight delays. That day was a nightmare, the, the whole flight day, because we were trying to get out. It took us forever to get out. It took you forever to get in. So that day was just a mess when it came to air travel. I'm just telling you. Yeah, it, it, crossed, it crossed my mind. I was sitting there going to myself, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm, t I'm, I'm hitting you guys up on Twitter, and I'm going, what happened was out of Newark, they, this was a weird start to the day. They canceled our flight. And four minutes later, we're driving, and they didn't cancel it like with notice. We're driving to the airport, and we get the text, your flight is canceled. And we're all in the car panicking, and then four minutes later, literally four minutes later, you've been rebooked on a different number with a different seat. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's okay. Thank God. You know, I didn't have to turn the car around, just keep going. That's bad news immediately followed by good news. Who doesn't want that? Now, we do our whole trip, the whole thing in Atlanta. We land, and, and we had uh, used a car service, and uh, nobody's there. So I'm following the instructions. I made sure I walked to where I was walking to. It says, if you get there and nobody's there, call this number. So I did, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, we had your flight is canceled. They don't update us with the new, new flight yeah. number. And I'm like, didn't think about that. And in the air, I didn't exactly think I could call you. They were great. They turned right around. They come back. But while I was waiting for the car, I'm sitting there going, hmm, Scott Mike are in the airport somewhere. I oh, might I be able to still pull this off. Yeah, it, it, it crossed my mind. We would have had a better luck that day in that airport than uh, than at uh, meeting in uh, at Magic Kingdom. I was there forever. I was there till midnight that night. <laughs> but now the trip was great. Um, the one thing I did want to get is when I got back from it, though, I started catching up on my on the podcast, probably in reverse order from when I was away. And I just today finally got them a couple weeks off though. Um, when you guys were talking to uh, Brandon in uh, West Virginia, Uncle Orville. Yeah, Uncle Orville. About his idea. <laughs> you two guys having a, a, an expansion draft for a park in the Mitten and a park in the Midwest. Please do that. That, yeah. that sounds absolutely fabulous. We need to do that. We probably won't be this week, but probably uh, here before the end of August, I would say. And, and 
Scott, your idea was exactly true. Hey, we have fun with them. We talk about them. I love grading them out. Um, but it's year zero. What, what's going to happen five years down the road? <laughs> exactly. You don't know. <laughs> well, like I'm looking at the last I, – I, and try, I'm trying to start – now you got me thinking. When I used to take the notes on them so I could tweet you guys about them, I would – Tweet it and forget it. Now I'm saving my sheets. What do we want to go back in three and five years and look at these? I'm going to start cataloging these. You need to. So you you might think Mike is the winner initially, but no, like I'm playing the long game here. You know, I'm I'm thinking about my prospects and how they develop over time. That's exactly right, though. That's exactly right. Because here's the deal. Like, okay, so I everybody knows right on Sunday nights, right before the live show, I go pick up my Taco Bell. So the Cardinals during their game today against the Cubs, which we actually won, which is a miracle. We shut them out. During the game, we traded away, because it's our fire sale, we traded away Jordan Hicks, which is our fireballer reliever. We traded away one of our starting pitchers and another reliever. We traded three guys during the game. And so after the game, I'm listening to the to the you know the sports call-in show. Poor guy hosting the shows, taking the calls like we are right now. And these we got these we got some great prospects, but I mean they're they're like AAA guys, right? They're minor leaguers, but they're like they're top ranked pitchers from the Rangers and from the Blue Jays. We got we got like five really good high ranked AAA pitchers for these three pitchers that are all going to be free agents come the end of the season. We were not going to resign them anyway. They were going to be out the door. We're twelve games out of first, so we were not going to get anything for them anyway. These people are calling in like we got nothing for these guys. I'm like. You guys are idiots. Like, is why yeah. I don't listen to sports talk anymore because, yeah. like, you were going to get nothing for these guys in like two months. We're not going anywhere. We just fleeced these people for five good, you know, pitchers we might have for 10 years. Anyway, that was just my yeah, thing. They're, 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 they're not Tiger fans, obviously, because we do fire sales every year. So I know <laughs> yeah, what's all about. We've never done this. Prospects. It's like we did okay. We are okay. We did the best we could. Yeah, but I mean, they thought we were going to get like Verlander or something for, you know, like, no, that isn't how this works. Like, we are the seller this time. Yeah. <laughs> like, usually we get the star. Anyway, the good point, though, Paul. It just it got me fired up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, no, yeah, Scott brought it up on that one show, and it's like I'm, I'm looking back at my notes here, and I'm like, loved the resort restrooms Riviera pool bathroom pick because, I mean, that's one that – I wanted to kind of keep it my secret, but it's out there. But, you know, what if they decide to make that a storage room and the yachtsman bathrooms that Scott quoted, they double in size and, it, you know, it's just that they, they, they pump in different yeah. music and it, it changes or what if God Maybe they change the paper towel or something, you know, you never know. What if they upgrade the ones in the <laughs> breezeway at the uh, Magic Kingdom there between uh, the, uh, the Adventureland and Frontierland? What if? And I was gonna say your imagination bathroom keeps getting it keeps getting busier and busier every time I'm there now, Mike. So like I don't know what's going on with that. I think word's getting out that it exists. So I think that's value is dropping. I agree. Bit. I know that happens. Yeah, you know, I, got, I, I was thinking of my favorite resort restroom, which wasn't on the list, but I'm like, maybe I maybe I don't want to say which one it is. So Oh man, uh, well you gotta like DM us like a private yeah, message with whatever. Totally. That is. Yeah, you, you you know our email. <laughs> I, it, it, what's funny is like we didn't even give the uh the best one which is like at the hoopty do like with the yes yeah, the picture the photo yeah it's the big mural i'm like how did i not put that in my favorite resort bathroom i don't know uh, we caught all kinds of flack immediately like the show had not been out but like 19 seconds and we were getting messages i was like holy god did that thing already go out i don't think we get more back. feedback than any other episode than the draft oh yeah sure. totally 100 percent, man it's like oh, i didn't know the thing published yet because it auto publishes like at 805 or something yeah like okay, I guess it's out. <laughs> anyway, 
Well, we got a roll because we're at the top of the hour, but it's so good to hear from you. And uh, don't be a stranger. Give us a holler uh, next Sunday if you can. Great talking to you guys. Have a good week. Thank you. You too, Thanks. buddy. Hey, it's you great. Too, Always great talking to you, Paul. Take care. All right. All right. So that real quick, Cynthia's question, past trips, been an electric car down to Walt Disney World. Why are there not more EV chargers on property? I would imagine they're moving that way. It's just with Disney. I think everything just goes slow. I see them, but you're right. There's probably not a lot of them. Yeah, there's not that many. And I think they're like in weird spots too. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not really like looking for them because I normally don't have an electric car, but yeah. I mean, at the parks, it seems like they're up front. I see them at Epcot, right? They're right up there in the front. Kind of in the that's right. Maybe that's the hack to get a closer parking spot. I know they're right in the front at, at Epcot, but I wonder about the resorts. Like I haven't really seen them at like Pop Century or no. Caribbean Beach. But I, again, I never look. But I imagine, I mean, because obviously there's a lot more people buying EVs now, so they got to have more places. A lot to, of people drive there, you know. Yeah. Like I mean, it's, a lot it's of people good. go to Walt Disney World. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean. That's kind of like maybe that's going to be in the next big meeting, you know. That's not the smell of vision, yeah. <laughs> smell of it's smell of it's on parade. Uh, very few resorts have them. That's interesting, yeah. They d- definitely need to address that. Then I'd definitely let them know because that's uh, that's interesting. I'll have to ask Joe because Joe drives his Tesla down all the time. Maybe somebody good to reach out to, anyway. All right, we got to run because we are at the top of the hour. But thanks for all the great calls, great conversations, Scott. Thanks again for playing through the pain with that big sunburn today. Yeah, I'm I'm exhausted from the weekend and the sunburn, but you know, I try not to miss an episode. If I'm here, I don't want to miss it, right? Like sometimes I'm traveling, I'm just gone. That's how it is. But like, glad that uh, I love doing the shows on Sunday nights. It's 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 fun talking to the listeners and I had a good one tonight. All right. We got some great shows coming your way this week. I know we have some awesome listener questions this Wednesday because I saw some coming in earlier this week and putting them in the inbox and they're going to be fun. So join us Wednesday for listener questions Friday for another fun roundtable show. So we're going to have more fun shows coming your way this week. Don't forget our shows always brought to you by the magic for less travel. We'll be standing by all week to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise line, or Adventures by Disney trip over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's over at BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You guys make all this possible. Thank you so much for that. You can help us out by just supporting us. It's just $5 a month over at Patreon.com slash Podcast and get that bonus show. It's called Mike in the Midwest. Give Scott a follow on the social media at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T, on Instagram, Twitter, and Threads. I'm in the same places at Be Our Guest Mike. And join us next Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll be taking your calls live as we start August here on the BOGP Open Line. All right, for Scott, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Sunday night or Thursday. If you're checking us out on the feed, stay safe. Stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.